Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So yesterday, we talked about finding your focus and concentration, and we got a lot of response and feedback from that, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. And so today, we're going to be talking about how to now that you know how to find it, let's talk about how to expand it and grow it. So join me on the flip as we actually get into growing your concentration. I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. And so we're going to go on and get into it. And we're going to be talking about how to now start growing, expanding, and operating proficiently in concentration. And what I want to start off by saying is this is that first and foremost, recognize the skills and the gifts that you already come equipped with as a human being. And those skills and gifts include the ability to command certain things in your environment and within yourself. For instance, you can command yourself to get into the state of concentration. And if you then obey that and start focusing on concentrating, you will, and be consistent about it, not giving up after a while or some days or weeks, guess what will happen? You will obey your own commands. I know it's freaky, I know, but it is a psychological trick that is available to every one of us and that many people use. And I want to make sure that you have that insight and that wisdom to be able to use it as well. And then here's another one. That as a skill, you can command your environment to support your goal. And I like the way uh, Paulo Coelho uses it in his fictitious rendering of the book, The Alchemist, where he talks about every time the main character wanted to do something, he the mentor in the book reminded him that when you do things that are in accordance with your greatest desire, he said this famous part that uh, the universe will conspire to make it so. And I have put that to the test and I can tell you, I have seen miracles. I have seen things happen for me and to me that observers and people around me are always in awe. I have people that think I must be a cat because they're like, oh my gosh, you always land on your feet. I can't believe these things happen for you. And it is because of tapping into these things that we all have. We all have this ability to be the sovereign when it comes to ourselves and our lives, okay? And so 
understanding that there are certain things that you can do. They might not make sense to you. And does do you really need to know the mechanics? You know, there comes a time when you probably just want to get the outcome. So remember that you can command yourself to concentrate. And as long as you are putting in a valiant effort to do it and you do it often and, you know, practice it, <laughs> uh, it, you will start, it will start to happen as well as commanding your environment to support your goal. You will start noticing that you have different leanings and inklings to do things to make your environment more conducive to helping support you. You will do whatever it takes. There are some people who are able and and need to concentrate uh, by going to a coffee shop to work. I've never been that person, but there are people who just naturally feed off of other human energy around them. They they need that buzz of that white noise behind them as they are able to focus and tunnel in when they're in a crowded room. And likewise, there are people who need absolute quiet. They need to know that there is a quiet space and that there's not a lot of buzzing and humming and, and all of this going around for them to be able to concentrate. And it's okay. Whichever uh, part of that you need is fine. Just make sure that you command yourself to get with it <laughs> as well as commanding your environment to support you. And then be willing to do what you're led to do to make it so. All right. So I've already mentioned the word practice, but I think that's a given. When you want to grow and expand something, you have to show up. You have to be consistent. You have to be in it to win it. And that means that you have to practice. And I've talked about different types of practice on this podcast in the past. And there is a difference from just simple practice and deliberate practice. And when we have deliberate practice, that is an Dr. Anders Erickson talks about this um, in his book of uh, his years of working with and studying people who are expert experts on top of their game. And he talks about deliberate practice being that which you not only do something, but you do it uh, either under the supervision of or with direct feedback from an expert or a coach or someone versed in what you're doing enough to the point where they're qualified to give you feedback to make adjustments. And so even with concentrating and and with learning how to concentrate, you can do that by telling an accountability person or a group uh, that you're going to do something and being as honest and objective as you can when you report in on what you've been able to get done and what you haven't been able to get done. Now, don't get into criticisms of, you know, I suck, I didn't do this or do that. But just uh, knowing that you'll get possible feedback and tweaks on what you can and should be doing will help you to grow your concentration. And the next thing is, is to make it where you are having, you have triggers. And um, I've talked about this in the past. There is this uh, very popular book called Hooked and uh, 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 by Nir Eyal. And he is, um, it, well, let me just say, 
I was going to say something about business, but this is not about business. He has a uh, four-step process uh, to help you understand how to create addiction to something. And he was gearing it towards companies who wanted to get customers to feel like they, they, they must use their products. But there was something in this that dovetails off of uh, Charles Duhigg's uh, Power of Habits book as well, where they talk about this thing and it's the trigger. It's uh, the un- it becomes unconscious, but it is a trigger that immediately bypasses your frontal lobe and your uh, logic center to go right to that visceral part of your primal brain that causes you to take an action. Have you ever had something happen? Maybe it was a song you heard or a cartoon, not a cartoon, uh, um, a uh, commercial you saw or the flash of a color. And before you know it, you're up and you're standing in front of your refrigerator looking for a soda or ice cream or uh, leftover pizza or whatever, or you're dialing to order pizza or a takeout from a fa- from a place or you are doing something else turning on uh, your phone to or Spotify or something to listen to a song and it is usually most of the time connected to a trigger that you did not even know was there and so you can grow your concentration by deliberately setting up a trigger Now, I will tell you, I have a trigger. My trigger is not always the same, but like I have it right now. Uh, I love little candles. Love them. I know. It's crazy. Um, But I love little candles. And when I am wanting to write or do deep processing and thinking, like, you know, uh, focusing to do my podcast, to make my notes, I especially if it's in the wintertime, I'll light a candle and I'll have that candle by me and it sets the ambiance and the stage for me to know that this is deep concentration. There are also, I have a playlist of books that I call Get Right Music. I said playlist of books. I mean, playlist of songs, a playlist of songs that I call my Get Right Music playlist. And there are specific ones that if I put that on, That usually means I'm going to be writing a fight scene or I'm going to write a love scene. I have them for different ones. And because I have seasoned those songs so many times, I immediately, my brain waves entrain to that uh, level of concentration because I've used these songs so many times. And when I say I've used them, (laughs) I put one song on repeat and I might be listening to that same song for hours as I'm working and writing. And so immediately when I hear just the first few notes, not even that, just the first opening note of a particular song, uh, and most of mine are instrumental, some of them aren't, um, that, that I like play over and over again. Um, but like, uh, I I have, uh, some that I love from, um, uh, anyway, doesn't matter, but foreplay, uh, d- the jazz quartet and some others that when I put them on, oh, honey, it's going down. It is going down. And so that is how uh, powerful we are with programming ourselves to expand and grow our concentration. Now, 
This is another one that uh, I am having to revisit. You know, sometimes you have to go back to the foundations and retrain yourself to do things that you already know to do, but you get a little lax. And so I am currently right back here where I am having to develop room for the routine. And when I say develop room for the routine, I mean getting back into uh, my schedule. And for that, that takes uh, some getting getting back into shape for it because uh, my routine is kind of like a kindergartner's. I might have mentioned this before, but I ha- when I want to get a lot done, I have structure. I have alarms that go off on my phone to with with what they're going off for to let me know, okay, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing that. I try to make sure that I give myself enough time, but not too much time to do certain things in the mornings. I'm starting to understand and and look at how I'm changing for my brain waves of what I can get done. It used to be I was really able to be a night writer. I writer, not writer. And I wouldn't start writing until you know, midnight, not midnight, but uh, later in the evening and just have all night sessions and would just knock out a whole bunch of words. But now it has shifted to where it's morning writing. And so getting into making room for my my ever-changing routines because we are, we are, change. We, that's what we are. We move. And so what used to work five years ago might not work right now, but you still got to produce. And so you have to be willing to always look for ways to grow and expand your ability to concentrate in whichever way it comes to you for that particular season. And so yesterday, yesterday I was talking about some practical ways to start operating in your concentration, and I didn't get a chance to really work on one of them. So I'm going to be talking about it today. And that is to find your rhythm. And everybody has a rhythm. And like some people say, oh, I'm a morning person. Some people say I am definitely an afternoon, night, night owl, whatever you want to call it. Find your rhythm. But understand that your rhythm is subject to change. Nothing stays the same. Like I just said, I was definitely a late night out. And now I'm not as much (laughs) as I was. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time like I used to. And it's okay because I am willing to stretch and grow and be very flexible. So once you find your rhythm for that season, make sure that you do what you can to work with it and not against it. And to work with whatever your rhythm is, it means that you need to treat that time very precious. So for me, and I found that this is, it's not categorical, but for a lot of people, this is the same. And they talk, they uh, say it's the golden uh, two to four, meaning that when you find your sweet spot of productivity, it's going to be anywhere from two to four hours where you have absolute high productivity of what you're able to achieve. And you need to guard and protect that time. And so once you figure it out, like I said, when you figure out what time of the day you're going to be the most productive, guard it with your life and treat it with the specialness it deserves. Protect it, honor it, and make sure that if you need to, educate other people on this being your golden time of the day. And 
Do what you can and what you will during that time. Don't squander it. And it's going to even take practice to not squander it because during your golden time, oh, I can tell you, you're, everything is uh, firing and synapting and all this kind of stuff and you're feeling great and you're feeling like you can do some things. And so just make sure that once you are in that time, you don't find yourself being distracted and going here and there and opening up all this stuff and, and not being uh, focused on the one thing that we talked about from yesterday. Now, here is something that I found to be very cute, and it's called JOMO. Uh, now, you might be familiar with FOMO, and FOMO stands for Fear of Missing Out. But Jomo is quite different, and it is something that I'm going to encourage you to use to grow your concentration. And Jomo stands for the joy of missing out. And that's where you would rather be at home or doing something else or going in the opposite direction from where everyone else is going. And I will tell you that one of the uh, silent assassins of concentration and focus is FOMO. If your mind is divided, if you are feeling nosy or feeling left out from what you think others are doing, your concentration is going to be dead. Have you ever had to uh, had a paper due uh, the next day and everybody else is out and going to the show, a party or whatever, and you're sitting there, you're sitting there trying to get your paper done, but half the time is spent bemoaning the fact that you have to sit there when everybody else is working? Yeah, that's FOMO. And so what I want you to do is I want you to instead embrace JOMO. And you can do it like being grateful and showing admiration for what you're doing, what you're accomplishing, and growing that sense of independence and that sense of being able to show agency for yourself. And when I talk about agency in this regard, I'm talking about that state of being in action and exerting power over your desires and wants that are temporary to the capacity where you're able to exert a lot of force, power, and influence over your own mind. It's like you're able to combat the... um desires of your temporary self who feels impugned and who feels like you're missing out to give you the joy and the assurance that if you do what you must today, you can have what you want tomorrow. And that takes, um, it, it takes some, some strength. I'm not going to even lie. It takes some strength to be able to do that. But I do want you to consider embracing JOMO. And that is the joy of missing out. Understanding that just because you're not able to do something with everybody today doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it tomorrow. And understanding how to, to, to make that work for you when you need it. Because there are time thieves, there are concentration assassins that you're not even aware of until now, hopefully, <laughs> that you're, you're going to look at this differently. And because it's one thing to be sitting at your desk or wherever it is you're sitting to do whatever it is you want to do. And it's quite another to be wholly focused on that task. You can actually be doing it and your mind and your attention can still be split into fractals. And that's not good because that does not give you the value of all that you've done to sit at that desk or stand at that desk or whatever it is you have you need to do to focus and concentrate. 
And here is another thing that I will say, and that is to watch out for dread. If you have a dread about something that you want or need to focus on, it means that it is giving you a cue. Let me slow down. It's giving you a cue that you are not in resonance with what it is you need to do. And when I first did the How to Concentrate podcast, uh, the original one, I talked and referred to a monk and spiritual teacher by the name of Donda Pandi. And he talked about how to do certain things. And in in as little as four days, you will uh, start to see results of expanding your concentration. And I wanted to bring up just a little bit from the last time we we did this because I liked how he talked about energy. And you can roll your eyes if you want to, but everybody else, we're going to be concentrating and you're going to be over there still struggling. So don't you know, don't, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good here. Okay. But the understanding is, uh, comes from, uh, something that Tesla even said that if you would understand anything about where we exist, you would understand that life is composed of three things and that is going to be energy, frequency, and vibration. Yep. Okay. And with that, uh, managing energy is going to be something that is, important, not important, it's mandatory if you're going to be able to continue to grow your concentration. And so when uh, we want to expand our concentration, uh, grow it like I've been talking about, when you want to overcome FOMO, when you want to make sure that you can be consistent in your practice and that you can truly command yourself and your environment to get with the goal at hand, the first thing is, is to understand that your real goal in, in trying to expand your concentration is going to be this, that you're going to figure out the frequency or the energy and vibration of what it is you want. And then guess what? You're going to get on that frequency. So if you are trying to uh, pr- do a presentation and you are just dreading it. You don't know where to start. The blinker is cursing or, you know, cursing at you, blinking at you on the screen. And you're, you're just like, oh, this is horrible. I don't want to do this or whatever. Instead of continuing to feed that with your life force, look past it to see what happens on the other side when your presentation was the best it could possibly be. And by doing that, what you're going to do is you are um, going to be able to uh, move into understanding how to embrace that outcome that you want. And you know what that is? That's getting on the frequency. Um, If you have to, imagine it as if you are listening to an old-time radio station and trying to find the frequency, and you keep turning the dial to get right to that. That's what you're doing. So that's the first thing. That should be your goal of getting on the frequency of what it is you want and repositioning that what you're currently doing is simply part of the process to getting what you want. So what you're doing is a necessary temporary activity that is not going to last, but when you get it done, it is going to get you what you want. So remember yesterday when we talked about what is that first big thing that you need to do? A lot of times, this is that first big thing that you need to do to get to what it is you want. And then after that, not after that, but if you're still having some problems, do 
uh, do a priority list of things that you like from the least to the greatest and maybe use one of the things you like to do as a treat for having done something else. So if you know that uh, you don't like putting together your PowerPoint slides, but you love picking out um, the colors to send to uh, um marketing for what to put on your presentation, give yourself some time to say, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes of this. I'm going to knock out three slides, 10 slides per minute. I'm going to whiz through three slides. And then I'll stop and start looking at the color decks to see what I want or or something like that uh, to help you get through it. And then the next thing is, is understand that whatever you put energy into, it's going to grow no matter what it is. So you might as well not feed the dread because it only gets stronger and stronger the more you feed it. And realizing that your current life of whatever you have is a manifestation of what you've already put energy into. So I'm going to give you three little things that uh, I talked about the last time on how to manage this energy to help you to be able to expand and grow your concentration. So here they are. The first thing is, is to stop hemorrhaging your con- your energy. Start paying attention to where your energy is flowing and stop it if it is not conducive to supporting you. If it is not in adherence with helping your commandments come true of what you want. The next thing is, is be stingy with it. You need to conserve it. And when you talk about conserving your energy, meaning you stop all of that FOMO, you know, having your mind divided in the back where you're lamenting what you could be doing that's way funner, even if it's not with people. Stop thinking about those reruns on Netflix or Showtime or HBO or whatever it is you you like that you wish you could be watching. Don't do that. Conserve your energy. And then the third thing is, is accumulate it. Mm -hmm. With all of that conservation that you're going through, accumulate the energy so that when you do... um, get enough of this this energy by being so focused on the one thing to get it done, you can take that accumulation and then guess what? You can put it into what you want to grow more of in your life. And that way you're able to go grow by leaps and bounds. You see, concentration, when you grow it correctly, it starts to become a power and energy center in itself. It starts to be another battery for you so that you can grow further and do more. And then you become aware. Remember how I've talked about, if you've been listening to this podcast, I've talked about another podcast where you want to expand your awareness. And by doing these types of things of stopping the hemorrhaging energy, conserving energy that you don't need to be wasting and even accumulating it, you'll become pure awareness. And instead of you thinking that you have a mind or that you are your mind, you will get to the point that when you're able to concentrate on this level, that you'll be aware of yourself moving through the mind. And when I say the mind, I'm talking about that universal mind, not only your mind, you'll be plugged back into the source to be able to grasp what you need and expand it. And you'll come come through your projects or whatever it is you were trying to concentrate on. You'll be like, I don't know how I did that. Or I don't know how I came up with that. Or, I don't know how I was able to, um, you know, work un, un, uh, uh, uninhibited for all of these hours. And it'll it'll blow your mind. It really will. Because when you control where your uh, 
awareness goes and you don't allow external forces to distract you, um, you become connected with the great all, the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-being beingness. And so concentration really boils down to keeping your awareness on one thing at a time. And as you learn to concentrate, you will start to learn that your self-awareness and that your awareness of uh, things that you never even realized before is going to become so acute that you'll almost think, oh my gosh, I must have superpowers because I didn't know all this existed before. You know, it. I can't say enough about just focusing on the fact that you can grow and you should be growing and you will grow your ability to concentrate. Because when it comes down to it, concentration is at the core of, of all human endeavors and success. Yes, you will be able to become great at what you concentrate on. And I have seen it over and over again in my life and other people's lives. There have been skills and things that I absolutely did not have any aptitude for, but I decided to focus on it, concentrate on it and um, make it a priority. And then I could do it in my sleep and, and got to the point where people were like, oh, teach me how to do that. And I've done that over and over again. And for me, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, but just doing this very thing that I've talked to you about with growing your concentration I've been able to take stuff that used to uh, make me want to cry because I just wasn't good at it. And by not giving up, by rejecting FOMO, embracing a whole bunch of JOMO, of understanding and having the darn audacity to command myself and my surroundings to support my goal of concentrating, focusing, and getting better, I have, it has happened. Um, I, I embrace that, uh, saying from the alchemist that's, that says when you tap into your heart's desire, the universe conspires to make it so. And I, I, I believe it because I, I've received it and seen it so many times. And I want you to just be willing, if you will, to be willing to um, be consistent and pick just that one thing that it takes that once you get that done, Everything else starts to fall in place and you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And remember that finding your rhythm, you'll be able to also figure out when is that golden two to four in your in your day? When is that golden two to four hours that you become invincible and that you set yourself up for the best opportunity to pick, to concentrate on something? Do you realize how powerful you'll be when you're concentrating in that time period? Now, in my last few minutes, I, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this, but I will go on and say it. For some of us, not, not me, because I I work for myself, but for some, you might realize that your golden four is taken up by your morning or afternoon commute to and from work. And if that be the case, because I have had a few clients who I've worked with on something similar tell me that they discovered that, what you need to do is be aware that there are apps that you can take advantage of. Get in the habit of turning off the music, turning off the talk radio, um, 
turning off even, you know, the books, the audiobooks that we love so much and making yourself some voice notes when you are in your commute and you realize that, yeah, this must be part of my golden four. Make those voice notes and take the time to go back and download them off of your phone and uh, take take the the meat, leave the bones. And you are, you're going to figure out that you are going to come up with a whole bunch of goodness that you didn't even know was there uh, by just taking the time to not be daunted and not be hindered by the fact that you might be commuting during your golden time. So guess what? Yep. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of uh, Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to like the show, share, comment, and I'm going to... And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.